everyone. I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And today we're doing a bonus episode about the New York Times documentary Framing Britney Spears. So you watched this documentary before I did. I watched it last night for the first time. And I texted you and I was like, I cannot wait for you to watch this. It was brutal. I was like, this is, oh man. Cause I, I am a huge Britney Spears fan. She was, as I told you yesterday, she was the first CD I ever bought. Tell us who else in our family is (laughs) Britney Spears fan that I just discovered yesterday. My dad. So (laughs) I said to Catherine yesterday, I was about to watch the documentary on Hulu and I saw that it had already been watched. And it turns out it was actually my mom, but I was like a little surprised, but also not that surprised because I told Catherine it's very well could have been my dad because he loves Britney Spears. And then my brother came up and said the exact same thing, completely unprovoked. So it's well established in our family that my dad is a huge Britney Spears fan. That's so cute. Totally by uh, virtue of obviously me playing it so much when I was a kid, but it's, but he really did genuinely like it himself. (laughs) So I have a real special connection to Brittany. So this was particularly upsetting to watch because it was so condensed. Yeah. Seeing the beginning part before we got to the whole stuff with the conservatorship with her father the whole beginning of showing what it was like for her, how people responded to her paparazzi interviews, random strangers. I was obviously not aware of really any of that because I was so young when she was really, really popular. I knew that she, as an, like, as I got older, I knew that she was iconicized is she was put to this level of a pedestal that is truly insane and i don't think a lot of pop stars even really get to the level that she was not because of i mean she's talented and her music is good and whatever but for some reason culture just fixated on her to an extent that is crazy i thought the documentary did a really good job of demonstrating why that was yeah just because of who she was and what made her special but also because of the timing of it all it was yeah. like the right time for her too definitely yeah the and documentary it- was really well done i really liked all of the people they brought in for interviews and how they told the story they basically took 20 years of time and told it to us in 30 minutes in the beginning and then the second half was a lot about the legal stuff it was really really hard to watch yeah it was and because I'm older than you, I remember that period of time vividly. Yeah. I remember when paparazzi was like that. Yeah. And when they could take pictures of, you know, and publish pictures of uh, people's celebrities, kids. Yeah. When they could follow celebrities into stores or restaurants or I think even at that time, if I'm not mistaken, I think they even could photograph them on their own private property. And 
I remember when the pictures of Brittany getting out of the car with no underwear on were all over the internet. I remember it being on Perez Hilton and him talking all sorts of shit. Mm -hmm. I remember it being on magazines. I mean, talk about being under a microscope. She was every second she was not inside her house was basically cataloged by by thousands of people this the footage they have of what it was like for her when she would walk out of somewhere and the amount of paparazzi in her around her car around her house her the the store she was in the restaurant she was in how close they would get and how many of them there were you know what really broke my heart about that i kept thinking to myself why didn't she have security right or like when she when she left rehab and she went to the Beverly Hills Hotel. Now, a celebrity would be going in the back door. Right. And the hotel would have either hotel security or police officers there sectioning off an area. And it was just pure mayhem. Yeah. And it made me realize not only how different things were then, but also how she had no one to protect her. Where were her parents? Where was her manager? Where was everybody? She was being, talk about ripped to shreds. Oh she was being ripped God. to shreds and nobody was there to help her or protect her. And then when she would go on these shows or these interviews and they would just accost her with questions, like when they show that interview with her and Matt Lauer and he's like, people have come out and said, you're an unfit mother. Meanwhile, she's sitting there pregnant herself now. Like where, why? How dare he? Why was no one screaming for that? Why was no one stepping in and saying, you know, that's enough? She didn't have anyone around her to protect her and society didn't give a shit about her or her mental health or anyone's mental health. And in fact, we just glorified it to a level that was just entertainment. People literally watched her have a a true emotional breakdown and laughed at her. That clip of the family feud category was was truly disturbing to that that was written and cleared and then aired on also, family feud the fact that in in the couple of years before that that she was at a press conference being asked if she was a virgin yeah and that she went on that british talk show and that guy was asking her about her breasts that guy today would be fired and she was a kid they literally treated her as an object she was not even a person yeah And we were all, I mean, not you, obviously you were a tiny child, but like (laughs) we, anyone over the age of 16, I think should be held responsible for that. Myself included Mm -hmm. because I read articles about her. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I wasn't mean and vindictive about it. I wasn't laughing at her pain, but I was consuming the content. Right. I actually remember the umbrella photos. I looked up the date because I was curious because I remember where I was. We must have had, I was in seventh grade and I remember being in the cafeteria when we were talking about it, that we had like had anybody seen the photos of her attacking the prop, the paparazzi's car with the umbrella. And 
the narrative at the time was like, oh, like Britney's crazy now. Yeah, she's unhinged. I've got to say, as as messed up as things are now with social media and everything else, at least we've developed some awareness and ability to talk about mental health and to defend and protect people. Because anyone who talks about Britney or anyone else now, the way they did then, will really have to answer for it. I I've, I saw on Twitter and I read some articles about this and so many people are saying like, let's not forget Lindsay Lohan and Amanda Bynes. Yes. Because they did the same thing to them. I was thinking that when, when it got to the part of the documentary where she was hanging out with Lindsay Lohan and with um yeah. and Paris Hilton, I remember Lindsay Lohan. I was just telling you the other day about how Lindsay Lohan was on David Letterman and was being made fun of for mm. going to rehab so many times. Like, I know somebody in the documentary at some point says how we don't have royalty. We have famous people. We have celebrity. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we don't treat celebrities the same way now that we did then yeah. as non-people. Yeah, I remember in, I don't know which, it it wasn't People, but some Mm -hmm. similar tabloid magazine. I can't imagine they do this anymore. Every single week when the magazine came out, Mm -hmm. they had an entire section of multiple pages where they got photos of celebrities looking their absolute worst. If they had cellulite or if they had gained weight or if their skin was breaking or just any sort of imperfection. Yeah. Like an entire section dedicated to tearing people down. I remember that. I can picture what pages. They don't do that anymore, do they? I don't think so. I haven't cracked a magazine in a very long time, but I don't think so. And how about when that guy from Us Weekly was interviewed? How much of a scumbag was he? Talked about how much money they would spend just on photographs. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, the goal was not to sort of, with these kinds of imagery, be negative about people. It was to enjoy their lives um, in somewhat aspirational slash relatable way. And I was like, honestly, <laughs> really? Yes, you did. Like, honestly, fuck you. Yes, you did. It's <laughs> <laughs> literally your entire business is built on that. <laughs> also, the paparazzi who took the shot of her oh my god face on with the umbrella the way the way he described it when he first started talking about it he sounded almost remorseful yeah and i thought he maybe actually wasn't that bad of a guy or or maybe he had grown and realized how much he really regretted what he put her through yeah but then i realized no he he doesn't regret it right because he because i love how he included he's like i walked up to her i looked at britney from the windshield and I was videotaping her and I said, how, how are you doing? You doing okay? I'm concerned about you though, okay? And it's like, yeah, this is a way she wants to answer that question for real. I mean, how about person to person be like, not for nothing, but are you all right? Is someone helping you? Do you need help? Not with the giant camera in her face through her windshield. And then I love, he's like, oh, he's like, she loved us. We were, it was a relationship that, was symbiotic and she enjoyed it until it wasn't exactly and you could clearly tell the difference it was like she needed us and we needed her we both needed each other and and it was a great kind of relationship 
and then the interviewee, they like played someone saying the question. They're like, how about when she asked you to leave her alone? <laughs> He's like, I, I don't really think and I don't really believe because, you know, working on her for so many years, she never gave a clue or information to us that I don't appreciate you guys. Leave me the F alone. What about when she said, leave me alone? There were times where she like, can you leave me alone for the day? But it wasn't like, leave me alone forever. You know what I mean? Do you, do we want to talk about how much we hate Justin Timberlake? Yes, we do. We do <laughs> want to talk about this because after, cause I had had the conversation with you about Justin Timberlake prior to seeing the doc, because we, we saw his stupid apology. Yeah. <laughs> and actually we even talked about him a hand randomly just happened to have yes. talked about him a handful of days before wondering why it was that he used to be so attractive. And now we both find him thoroughly repulsively unattractive. Yes. And I think you said something about like that you had also seen something about this. Like it's not just us who think that. Yeah. Somebody tweeted that was like, if you had told 13 year old me that I would one day find him to be like the most asexual man alive, (laughs) I I would never have believed you, which that when I read that and talked to you about it, that it was true then, but now I've actually gone further past asexual to, I actually looking at him makes me like skeeved out to look at him. Yeah, I agree. Not only, not only because now we have a new understanding of the way he actually treated Brittany and how much of it was probably not true that he literally made a revenge song that we all loved and jammed out to still a great song even now, but obviously we'll never listen to it again. Like shook list, like hearing that recounted and actually put into perspective of what was really going on that he demonized her for their breakup and made the world believe that she cheated on him. Yeah. And frankly, number one, she probably didn't, but even if she did, she was absolutely not deserving of the way he handled it. No. When they showed that interview, I can't remember who was interviewing her, but they're like Diane Sawyer. Oh, right. And she said, he has gone on television and pretty much said you broke his heart. You did something that caused him so much pain, so much suffering. What did you do? Excuse me? Justin owes Brittany a real apology because that apology that he posted yesterday was the biggest joke I've ever seen. Also, how how disrespectful to lump Janet Jackson and Brittany into the same apology as if what was done to both of them is on the same level. They don't deserve their own apology each for what you (laughs) did to them. The degree of repairing of his reputation that needs to happen at this point, I don't think it's even possible. I don't trust a thing he says. I don't believe a thing he says. I think back to that incident where um, I, when I was reading that Buzzfeed article about all of the like shitty things he's done, one of them I was reminded of when he was on set and was caught like with his hand on a girl's leg, like while he was married or something out partying. Yeah. Yeah. Just, no, I know we're no. And that when he was making a speech to induct Madonna into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he said something along the lines of the world has long been full of Madonna wannabes. And I might have even dated a couple. Listen, I'm not 
I, I truly am not a woman who doesn't like men, mm-hmm. but I do have to say that like men are gross. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not a man hater, but come on. I know it's it, come on is, is right. <laughs> I, oh. I didn't expect to cry watching that documentary, but I did. I cried too. It was, it was really, really hard. it was really upsetting. So what do we think about the conservatorship? Do we think there's oh a God. chance that, that we, we, the collective, we can get her out of it? I really, really hope so. It seems so insane to me. I loved hearing that lawyer, um, speak about it and how he, as someone who is specialized in that type of law was truly confounded on how it could be allowed that she's still in the conservatorship when very clearly she exceeds the parameters that would qualify her to be in the conservatorship. Mm -hmm. It's really gut wrenching. So I saw, uh, I think as of yesterday that the judge ruled her, her Brittany's father was trying to fight adding that bank on as a neutral party. And the judge overruled that. So the bank will remain on as co-manager, whatever they call it. So that's great, but there's still so much to be done. And I know she's gone through decades of really difficult stuff, Mm -hmm. but when you watch her videos and stuff on Instagram now, it's, it's painful to watch and also whatever mental health issues she may be dealing with now, I guarantee you a big part of it is because of the conservatorship. Yes. And who knows what they're, what drugs they're forcing her to take on the daily. Honestly, it's so disturbing to think about that. She's basically imprisoned in. I wouldn't be surprised if she's being sedated. Me neither. I don't trust her father for half a second. Also, I don't, her mother, I don't know what the general consensus is on her mother, but I do know that when she was going through that really hard time and they played a clip of the interview with mm-hmm. her mother mm-hmm. where she was like, we just, you know, we're just praying for Brittany and we just great. Amazing. Pray for her. But also, could you be there for her too? Why, where were you when the father stepped in? Cause he was not present in their life until it it was time to money to be made. Hopefully we'll find out more soon. And now that so many people have seen this, I think yeah. it all adds some pressure to the situation. Definitely. All right. So we'll update you as we learn more. And until then, see you next time. <laughs>